Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in Matthew chapter 13 again. There's a lot in this chapter. Verse 53. All right, we're going to go through the next few verses, and then we're going to zoom in at a beginning portion, and then tomorrow's devotion will look more closely at verses 57 and 58, the very end of the chapter. When Jesus had finished these parables, he left there. He went to his hometown and began to teach them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get his wisdom and these miraculous powers? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother called Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, aren't they all with us? So where does he get all these things? And they were offended by him. So let's pause right there. We'll finish verses 57 and 58 tomorrow. But look at Jesus' rejection at Nazareth. He's just given all of these parables. And he's shown how his parable ministry is itself a prophecy of Isaiah chapter 6. And he's given warning about those who would bear witness with their own eyes, miraculous proof, such as the healing of the man with the shriveled hand, um, or uh, Uh, the, the, the healing of the man with the shriveled hand, the healing of the paralyzed man, all these numerous proofs that he's Lord, the healing of the demoniac who was rendered blind and mute, and yet they wouldn't see with their eyes. They would hear his parables taught, and they would hear clearly with their ears, but they would not understand. Their hearts were hardened. And so he would foretell, in accordance with Isaiah 6, that not everybody's gonna believe him. And then he goes to Nazareth, and people don't believe him. Jesus can't lose. I mean, it's foretold that some would believe, some hearts would be like the fertile ground and some would some would receive. And it's foretold that some would not. So he really can't lose in this scenario. It's just the truthfulness of the Bible on display. It's, it's clear. So whether he's rejected or he's accepted, Jesus knows the truth about himself. Verse 53, when he had finished these parables, he left there, he went to his hometown. Okay, he's back in Nazareth. Nazareth had a bad reputation. The, the people, people would ask the question of Jesus, can anything good come from Nazareth? Uh, when I started off at, the church, uh, at a church in Orlando, and um, there's a, an intense rivalry there. Um, let's see, when you guys are, are, are watching this, you know, it's, uh, it's Thanksgiving Day, and that means that we're coming up on the Florida State-Florida game. And there was a woman there who was on the search team who was a graduate of University of Florida, and she asked, can anything good come from Tallahassee? <laughs> And that was her way of, of, of jabbing at me for being an FSU grad. This was, this was the reputation that Nazareth had. Like this guy's coming from this hick town on the outskirts. Uh, has anything good come from there? Uh, they, they, looked, they looked down upon Jesus. But in Nazareth, even in the town of Nazareth, <laughs> people are like, wait, wait, we remember him. We know his mom and his brothers and his sisters. Like, we, we know these guys. He, he's the son of Joseph. The carpenter, right? He went to his hometown and began to teach them in their synagogue so that they were astonished. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? That's striking because they behold the wisdom and they even observe the miraculous power. But they're skeptical because they remember Joseph. They know Mary. They know James and the other Joseph Jr., if you will, and Simon and Judas. And they know his sisters and they're all there with them. Right? He's also known as, Joseph is also known as Joseph uh, in, in, in the, when the same text appears in, in Mark chapter 6, verse 3. Uh, and his sisters, they're all with us. So where does he get all these things? And they're offended. 
So according to their confession in verse 54, they see the wisdom and they confess that there are miracles because they hear the wisdom and they observe the miraculous power and yet their response is offense. Not because they have anything to say against the miracles, not because they can even refute the teaching, but because they feel like they've known this kid his whole life. There's another biblical account to take into consideration here. We know, according to the Gospels, that even when Jesus was a young boy, that he got left behind at the temple and, and he was there speaking with the leaders and he was about his father's business. And he, grow, he, he grew in favor both in, uh, before God and, in, and, and before the eyes of men. So it's not that Jesus was a rebellious teenager. So where is this criticism coming from? It's that their hearts are hard. Again, we zoom back out to earlier here in Matthew chapter 13. They were bearing witness to miracles with their open eyes. See their use of the word miraculous powers in verse 54. They were hearing with their ears profound wisdom. See again the direct wording of verse 54. Where did this man get this wisdom? They're not critiquing the wisdom. They don't even likely disagree with anything he's saying. They just don't like the idea of submitting to a kid that they saw running around the streets you know, playing football. <laughs> like they, 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 don't, they don't like the idea of submitting to the wisdom of someone who's from their own hometown, whose family they all know. They were, they were too close. They were too near. They could not see him for what he is. There was an obstacle in the way of their belief, which was their proximity to Jesus as he grew up. Yet there's nothing in the biblical account that would say Jesus gave them reason not to believe. We know that Mary gave birth to Jesus miraculously, that he was immaculately conceived. We know that Jesus grew in favor with everybody around him. So nobody could object to anything that he taught or said or any, any kind of incident from his childhood. It's not like Jesus, God in the flesh, was a rebellious teenager. Rather, their hearts are hard. Though they have eyes, they don't see. Though they have ears, they can't hear. It's sad, right? It's sad. Jesus' response in verse 57, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his household. So this poor, uh, th this is a poor moment for Nazareth. They have more than a prophet, they have the Son of God, who's showing and demonstrating his miraculous powers and his wisdom right there before them. But because he's from the hometown, people don't believe in him. It's true, it happens sometimes, right? It's hard. You know, if you watch somebody grow up, uh, you know, if you change their diapers, they have a hard time taking financial advice from you. <laughs> So Jesus faced the same kind of opposition. In a larger perspective, however, we know that this is all a fulfillment of prophecy too. But if they would open their eyes, if their, if their ears were open, if they did hear, and if they turned from their sin, they would be healed. Man, if only their ears were opened, if only their eyes could see, even the hometown, uh, even the hometown contemporaries of Jesus rejected his teaching. This is foreknown. So don't be discouraged when you get shot down evangelistically. Whether they believe or they disbelieve, the Bible accounts for every one of us. God knows who are those who are His. It is never a failure when you share your faith. It is a failure and disobedient to never share your faith. So whether it's at least online, not in person face-to-face, -face, or on some larger platform if God gives you one, Share your faith. People disbelieving in the gospel has no bearing on your obedience in the matter. 
Your obedience comes when you share the gospel, when you cast the seed of the gospel. Even Jesus' hometown of Nazareth rejected him, and it wasn't for lack of wisdom, and it wasn't for lack of miraculous proof. It's for hard hearts. So don't be discouraged by the hard hearts. Your heart is soft. It is fertile. The gospel seed has taken root, and it's going to bear fruit in your life. Continue. Press on. Endure. Persevere. Do not grow weary in doing good, because you know that your labor in the Lord is never in vain. People rejected Jesus himself. So be prepared to see this text fulfilled both in hopes that it would bear evangelistic fruit and in the reality that most people are going to shoot you down. You could be Jesus himself walking through his hometown and people would still evidently reject the truth of the gospel. So do not be discouraged. Rather, persevere in obedience. Evangelize, 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 and leave the results up to God.